Welcome to the CompTIA BizTech Podcast, where we talk with industry leaders across our communities and councils to discuss business challenges, opportunities, and strategies for success. Okay, so an Aussie, a South African, and a Texan walk into a bar in Belgium. Okay, that's not really a joke, but that's kind of, uh, this sets the tone for this discussion today. It's a really interesting mix uh, of uh, people and personalities and nationalities, frankly. So uh, today we're going to hear an interesting discussion about self-motivation, among other things. And I think this topic is so timely because everyone is used to, or most of us are used to working in a physical building with managers and teammates and conference rooms, and frankly, with built-in accountability systems somewhat uh, that kind of hold us to task. But now we're home alone in an office environment with really none of those things. And so this notion of how do you keep yourself motivated? How do you as a manager help your teams uh, be self-motivated and productive? I think we've all struggled with that a little bit as we've kind of gone through uh, you know, this pandemic timeframe. My name is Gary Bixler, and this is your BizTech podcast. Joining me today is Estelle Johannes, who leads our youngest CompTIA community in the Benelux region. Welcome in, Estelle. Thank you so much, Gary. Happy to be here, and thank you for the opportunity for the Benelux community to share some updates about what we've been up to. No worries, very glad to do that. And, and Estelle is our South African in that introduction. Uh, I am the Texan, and uh, but as a South African, Estelle is actually living in Scotland. So kind of a world traveler she is. So in Scotland, you know, you're rolling into winter as we are here in Texas, quite a different experience, I expect. Uh, Scotland tends to be more moist than, uh, than Texas does. So we, we you know, enjoy a very mild winter here in Texas, very rarely getting any kind of you know, wintry mix or ice or snow, maybe once a year, a very minor thing. And of course it throws everyone into a tizzy and, and we shut down everything. But um, so it's, it's kind of fun. And frankly, um, it's interesting because my wife is uh, a teacher. And one of the things that will come out of this pandemic is there's no such thing as a snow day anymore. You know, a, mm. a snow day will be a learn from home day. And so they won't lose days to any kind of a, a winter event here in Texas. But what what is uh, winter like for you guys in uh, in Scotland? Yeah, um, we actually just a few days ago had about uh, four or five inches of snow. So that was great. We could build a snowman. Um, and then typically Scottish weather, just a few hours later, the rain just took it all away, right? So, um, so that is a, a typical winter's day in Scotland. Um, but to your point about the, the, the snow days, we thought that the school would be closed. Um, but because of modern technology where you can track your app and take a look at when the snow is going to stop and the rain is going to come in, uh, we knew the snow was going to finish at about 10. And that's exactly when the school opened. So, you know, parents are very happy about that. <laughs> and uh, also to your point about the snow days um, where we would uh, expect the school, to, even if it was a closed um physically closing the building and we would have, uh, we could then pivot, right? So a positive out of, um, you know, COVID would be that we could have these 
less days that are missed because of the physical buildings being closed down. Another plus for parents, I would say. I'm not sure how the kids feel about it, right. uh, but definitely a plus for the parents. Yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah, the kids are going to be bummed, but uh, yeah, plus for the parents and frankly for the teachers, at least my wife as a teacher uh, doesn't like missing instructional days. Um, mm. She only has so much time to you know, teach. And so she enjoys the teaching. So that's, that's a, a good thing. And certainly, you know, it will have an impact for us on business as well. You know, where buildings and physical locations used to be closed and that used to limit our productivity. Now we're all working from home. And so, you know, we're staring out our window, maybe at a pile of snow, but we're still being able uh, to be productive. But can we be motivated? I think is the question that you and your Aussie friend are going to talk about today. Tell us a little bit about this discussion. Yeah, it's really interesting that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to go down um, sort of a bit of a spiral with COVID and think about all the things that have gone wrong. Um, and boy, have things gone wrong, right? Um, but it's also um, given us time to pause and then look at the positives that we have more time with our family. Um, people have become, um, from what I see in our typical workspace and conversation, way more vulnerable and very human with each other and very forgiving um, when people took days out or they said, today I'm not going to be on camera or, you know, can we shift this because I'm just, you know, overwhelmed. The schools are closed, kids are at home, um, or the kids walking in, right? Everyone had a, a mascot, you know, walking in and having poking fun. Um, but at that, um, I remember the BBC um, news, uh, uh, the news um, that came up, and, you know, someone had, uh, the kids had walked in and everyone was sort of up in arms. And now with COVID, it's, uh, it's just normal. Um, but I think looking at all those positives, looking at all the, the things that we become more sort of um, forgiving about with ourselves and our colleagues, um, it's made uh, for us to, to just be a little bit more understanding, um, but also give ourselves a bit of time to, um, to pause and be positive and take positive action and get out, have some fresh air, do some exercise, spend more time with the kids, have a sit down lunch. There's, there's a lot of things that we can look at that, that is positive that has come out of COVID and also um, immediate action, right? So sometimes when you were thinking of travel, you think about the things that you would do. I mean, don't get me wrong, I miss the travel, um, <laughs> but there are positives that come out of it. Um, and, and going back to the human side of things, um, you'll listen to, to Scott um, and I have a chat and um, there, there were people that um, sadly lost their jobs um, during this time. Um, but again, um, it gave the, the feedback that I got was I tried different things that I wouldn't have tried before because I had this opportunity to really sort of, it gave me the space to be more creative and innovative and challenge myself uh, to try different things because I was sort of in the space now that the whole world's a little bit upside down where I can do that and, and lean on some of the relationships that I've uh, that I've built throughout the years. So, so people are trying to really just build on the positivity coming out of this. And hopefully when we do come out of this, we retain that human element of how we interact with people. Yeah, absolutely. There's clear evidence that we are learning to 
uh, adapt and evolve with this situation and, and we will come out of it uh, better and stronger and hopefully you know, more, more motivated, uh, et cetera. So why don't you uh, introduce us to Scott and let's get this conversation started. Absolutely. So I would like to introduce our Aussie mate, uh, Scott Tyson. Um, Scott is a veteran in the industry. Um, he used to be on our UK Community Executive Council um, and is now heavily involved in our Benelux um, Executive Council. Um, so over to you, Scott. I'd like to welcome my good friend and industry leader, Scott Tyson. So Scott, today we are going to talk about what people have been going through for the last few months. People had to make hard decisions, go through many challenges, and sometimes even endure devastating times. Um, and in our community, we bring people together, right? We talk about business issues and opportunities. Um, but this topic today is really going to draw out the human side of business, um, because that's what we do, right? We deal with people. We build relationships, we share challenges and issues. Um, so it's really, I think, the best time for us to absolutely reflect and ask those hard questions as well and really face up to um, what we have to do um, and look to the future as well, right? What, what are we going to do um, moving forward? So the topic of our chat today, um, and again, I love the fact that we get to have this chat, right? Because we've Always. known each other for so long. Um, yeah. And so it's about self-motivation and new employment, the new employment process. Um, and we put those together because from our previous discussions, we feel like the two really massively impact each other. Um, before we kick it off and you give <laughs> us your pearls of wisdom, Scott, um, I'd like for you to tell um, the audience a little bit about yourself. And then kick it off with, you know, what's near and dear to you about, um, I'd say, let's start off with motivation, but over to you. Yeah, great. Thank you, Estelle. And, you know, I'm really honoured that you've asked me to do this. Um, as you say, we have known each other a long time, not too long, obviously. Um, but we, one of the comments you made there was CompTIA and how it brings people together and communities together and so forth. And, and to me, that's a really important thing because you and I actually, I think I was your first meeting you had as when you joined CompTIA. And, you know, luckily for me, um, we got on really well and we actually have become very good friends. We, we, um, uh, but also business colleagues, you know, we, we, we trust each other. We bounce a lot of things off each other. We motivate, motivate each other. Sometimes uh, we also tear strips off each other, which I love. Um, but you know, we, we've, we've, because of CompTIA and the community that we have here, whether it be the Benelux or whether it be the UK or whether it be North America or, or APAC, it's, it's brought people together. And, 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 you know, I'm very lucky that it's also brought a lot of um, um, individuals into my life that have helped motivate me as well. So, um, you know, really pleased to be here. Thank you so much for, for, for inviting me and, and, and talking about some of the motivational things that, um, that are around at the moment. So, I'm yeah. excited. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, look, you know, one of the things that, um, that we want to talk about at the moment is motivation because things have changed and um, things are so different right now. You know, um, people have been put into uh, situations where, um, you know, they've lost their job. You know, I'm one of them. I've been affected by COVID and so forth. And it's, you know, it's how people have, have, have taken themselves forward or how they've moved forward in their life, their career and so forth. And, you know, I, I'm very much a glass half full type of person, as you know, and most people who know me know that. Um, 
And what I've done as part of motivating myself into the next part of my career is, you know, I, I took a step back. I had a, a couple of months off where I wanted to work out what was right for me, what was right for my family. Um, and also, you know, just work out what I can do for the next element of my career. And, and you know, I got fit, I've lost weight, I've spent more time with the family. Um, I get up every morning feeling like, right, let's go, let's go, let's go. And, you know, that's my personality. But, you know, we can always fall into caverns at times where we feel depressed or we feel um, that we, you know, life is not good for us at the moment or we have these, sure. you know, depressive moments. So, um, you know, I've really taken this opportunity of, of taking stock of my life, um, making sure that I'm spending more time with my family and my kids, especially making sure that I'm getting fit, that I don't, you know, that I'm, I'm going to be around for a lot longer than what I probably would have been six months ago because I wasn't taking care of myself. Mm. Um, and also just feeling good about myself, feeling good about my, my abilities, my, my value, you know, most importantly, uh, what I want to do next. And, and, and that to me has been motivating for me over the last six mm. months. So, um, you know, hopefully this conversation can help others see that, um, see that side of, of what's going on in the world. And the world is different now. The world has changed like there is no tomorrow. You know, we have bubbles and we have, you know, we have what, six people in the UK that we're only allowed to yes. speak to now, you know. Um, so things have changed. So it's a great time to take stock and see what motivates you and what doesn't motivate you mm -hmm. and perhaps act on that, whether it be now, six months, 12 months, 18 months down the track. Yeah, yeah. You're, as you mentioned, um, in the UK, it's uh, six people, two families because... Of course, everyone has uh, one child in a family, so it makes perfect sense. <laughs> 1.4, right? isn't it? I think <laughs> and a white picket fence and a dog, absolutely, right? Uh, <laughs> absolutely. So, Scott, I'm just talking about motivating, you know, self-motivation. I think, again, we, you know, we keep talking about what's going on um, right now, what's happened in the last few months. But sometimes I think, generally speaking, it's hard to self-motivate when you have to kind of look at that mirror and go, you know, you are good enough. You can yep. do this. Um, yeah, especially yeah. when things are just a little bit shaky around you. Is there any advice that you can give people um, on how they do that with, um, you know, kind of just digging deep and saying, you know, I suppose you have to pick yourself up for yourself and everyone around you. It's sort of, it's not a selfish act. It's more of a, you know, doing this for the, for the team yep. kind of thing. And your team is your family, your business, everything, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So there, there's, there's probably various elements to that. You know, one is you do have to look in the mirror and say, what are, what are you good at and what are you bad at and where are you going to progress? And, you know, I actually sat down with a piece of paper and went good, bad on a piece of paper. And, you know, it started going a lot of bad, but then there was, you know, good one out at the end, you know, and then I thought, right, well, well, those good things, who can, who, who do I believe could benefit from those skills that I have and let's contact them and let's, let's speak to them. And, you know, luckily for me, I've got a really good um, Rolodex of, of, of individuals, most of them in the CompTIA community that I've spoken to. And, you know, I've now got um, enough work to do um, on a monthly basis to, to, to have a really good life and, 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 um, you know, be well paid and, 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 um, and know that I'm making a difference into the organizations that I'm working for. So um, I was able to tap into my community. And, and as I said, a vast majority of that was via CompTIA um, to, to help me get through 
the period at the moment of, of what I want to do longer term. And I'm speaking to other companies about what, you know, what that longer term looks like and so forth. But um, the other thing too, is I really depended on my family and friends to help me through that. And, you know, and you're one of them and we've, we've spoken, you know, during this time and, and, you know, but you've also got to be, you've also got to be humble enough to take the good from the bad as well. You've got to be, you've also got to handle rejection. You've got to handle someone saying, well, maybe you're not as good at that, but you're really good at this. You've also, you've got to be, you've got to be humble enough to accept criticism. If you can't, and again, this is personal experience. I hope it resonates with people, but this is personal experience. I also, I had to back off and say, well, maybe I am, not as good at doing that, but I'm really good at doing this. And maybe I need to focus on that. So it's taking stock. I know it's an old cliche, but it's taking stock and, and using the bubble. We may as well use that word bubble again, <laughs> using the bubble around you to actually understand um, what is important to you now, what is important to you in the future. And, and, and what do you want to do to help get you to that next stage? Whether it's climb a little hill because you want to do Everest, you know, whether it's jump in the freezer because you want to go and do the North Pole expedition or something like that, whatever, taking these little steps to see what's going to help motivate you to take those next steps and the next steps and the next steps are really important. Perfect. And I was actually at an industry event where someone said, um, to your point about taking notes, right? If you want to, progress in your career, or even if it's uh, smelling the cheese, right? You know, if yep. you want to get your trainers on and make sure that you don't uh, run out of cheese to find, um, yep. make a note of your successes every single day, right? That's Drop a great one. Down. That's a really good one. Yeah, I, because, I'm a prolific note writer. Yeah, so to yeah. your point, it really is something that, um, you know, is widely broadcasted and then I say it's a great idea I still to like you know sit and do that but what a what a great thing to do though to make sure that when you have those small wins when you have those successes you write them down so because sometimes our memories can be really short sometimes we give ourselves a hard time and and we don't really celebrate our wins right and and again yeah. to your point with those small incremental wins it will help us again to you know come back and fight another day um, and also achieve those goals that we want to achieve. Oh, absolutely. I think that's really important. And, and you can take that from a sporting analogy. Like, you know, when I played cricket, I, I took a, a, there's a really famous Australian cricketer called Mark War. And every time he made a hundred, he put a little stick man on his thigh pad. Um, now, lucky for Mark, he probably had six, seven, eight, nine thigh pads because he had so many hundreds. <laughs> but I took that, I took that. Um, and every time I made a hundred, I put a little stick man on my thigh pad. And I actually have it in my office here. Um, and, and that always, you know, if you had a bad day batting, you'd always look back at that and say, mm. that was a good innings. Maybe I should bat like that again. So, mm. you know, and th they're the little nuggets I try and help with my son, you know, or my daughter, you know, um, if they've had a bad test, look at the test they did before where they got 10 out of 10, remember that one and, and, and take that forward. Um, so they're the little nuggets that I try and help from a, a family point of view. And also, you know, from a business point of view, from a sales management point of view, remember that deal you did. Don't rest on that loss, but remember the good things that happened there. Mm. Take that into your next deal. You're not going to win every deal, but learn from the deals that you may miss out on and why you missed out and take them into the next one. And it's taking those chunks mm. or smelling the cheese in those areas mm. where you can take it to the next opportunity and, and, and be better for it. And, 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 and they're a really good example. Absolutely. Um, and we talk about the small incremental changes and the, the goals and achievements. Um, 
I don't know, sometimes people look at, you know, big changes, big achievements, sometimes, you know, um, wealth that might be yeah. slightly unattainable, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, I say dream big, which is great, but, you know, there's something to be said for, um, you know, hard work and tenacity to get to oh, that. So just absolutely. wanted to, yeah, I mean, what's your take on, on that kind of motivation? Um, famous people, flashy cars, lots of money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's always <laughs> a good one, isn't it? What motivates you? Elon Musk or, you know, Richard Branson and, and all that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, they're fantastic and they've been brilliant. And, you know, we've been lucky enough, um, you know, I've been lucky enough to hear Richard Branson speak and, and you know, at various events, you and I have heard um, various, you know, famous, successful people speak. They're motivating. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, but are they attainable? You know, are, are some of those things attainable? Probably. But, you know, for me, it's, it's inspiring. It's inspiring. So I've got a mate of mine that's a, a pretty, uh, he's a sports reporter in Perth, okay? And, you know, that guy went over to Perth from Melbourne. He had no one there. He did a sports journalism course and became a, 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 a Channel 10 sports reporter. And for me, that is inspirational because he went to the other side of the country. He had nothing there. Mm. He had this dream and... You know, is he a millionaire and, and, and all that? I don't know his financial situation, but, you know, he's a successful guy doing the job he loves and he's pretty good at it, you know? And to me, that's success, you know? Hey, um, I think success is having an Australian and a South African on a podcast in the UK. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. I completely agree. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there's things like that. Or we look at, we look at situations like there's the ice skater in Australia, the speed skater, Stephen Bradbury. And he, uh, I was fortunate enough to meet this guy um, at an event a few years ago. Um, and he, everyone knows him for the guy that won the gold medal because everyone else fell over, right? He, but what they don't talk about is the four races he had to get to the final. Mm. What they don't talk about is the four years prior mm. to that. He was world number one. What they don't talk about that is three years earlier than that, he fell over on the ice and lost five litres of blood and almost died. But they all talk about this guy that comes through because he won the gold medal because he was at the back of the six in the final and he comes across and wins the race. To me, that's inspiring because he never gave up. He never gave up. And you yeah. know what? Things can happen. Mm. And to me, that's inspiring. Or... You know, let's take it back to a personal point of view. My dad, my dad's been fighting cancer for 15 years. Now, everyone will say that their parents inspire them and motivate them. And I, well, I hope they do anyway. Um, but I talk about my dad because my dad's been going through this for 15 years. We lost mum a couple of years ago. Um, and he's now, he's now got this passion of cooking and he's now becoming some form of chef. He's locked down in Melbourne. Um, but he writes down every week a menu that he has. He goes out and buys all the all, all the ingredients and then spends his day cooking these amazing meals. Um, that, to me, is motivational. He could have said, you know what? Mum's gone. You live over in England. We're locked down. Who cares? But he's actually gone, you know what? No, I'm going to actually become the, my own chef, you know, a, a yeah. good cook and, and do all this. To me, those little things like that are mm. really motivational. You know, and it's never too, that, sorry, go I was going to say, it's never, you're never too old to pick up a new talent, a new skill, learn something new and be absolutely. really great at it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and knowing my dad, he will be good at it. 
you know, he's like that. He will work so hard to be good at it. And, you know, it's, they're the things that motivate me. You know, it's not, it's not the big flashy cars, albeit I would love an Aston Martin. Um, but, you know, the houses are great. The cash is great. The freedom's great. The travel's great. Um, but these people that, that, that face adversity every hour of every day are probably more motivational, inspiring to me than the bigger cars and the bigger houses and the bigger restaurants and holidays. Absolutely brilliant. And, and you know, we look to those people um, because they are real, they're authentic, um, and I say grit and tenacity all day long, right? That's oh, for absolutely. me super inspirational. Um, now, Scott, if you're okay with me just pivoting over to the yeah. other part of our conversation about new employment process, right? And this, you know, is a bit of a head scratcher for me because, you know, there is just so much and such a minefield right now um, with everything going on. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to hear your take on this. How, how do you think people should go about, you know, in trying to be employed, trying to go through this process, um, you know, uh, during COVID. Yeah, it's it's not easy, is it? You know, is it the you know, is how we interviewed and how we how we were interviewed um, or how we interview others, is that the same now? No, <laughs> no, it's not. Um, there is so much more. There is so much more talent in the marketplace now that I guess qualifications a lot more important. Um, you know, there's no longer face-to-face, -face, you know, in person. It's it's more VC interviewing. It's more, you know, it's more of a hybrid, I guess, of audio than video than, you know, probably some site tests and, and, and so forth. So things have changed. Um, you know, the expectations of staff has changed as well, which also means that their onboarding and induction has changed. And, you know, I, I, I think things have changed probably for the better, because I think there's going to be a lot more freedom and flexibility in the workplace mm. now than there's ever been. Um, as you and I know, and, and one of the things I'm really passionate about and have been passionate about for years is, is the ability of using what is, what is, I believe, one of the most untapped resources in the world at the moment, and that is mums returning to work. Mm. Um, and I think this gives a mums and dads, sorry, mums and dads, yeah. but you know, the, uh, one of the things that I'm uh, really passionate about is seeing those individuals that take life breaks that have mm. so much and immense talent, so much skill, is bringing them back in the workforce. And I think now, now our dream can come become a reality. And a lot of those people are now going to be able to come back onto the work, uh, come back into the workforce a lot easier. I'm not going to say it's easy, mm -hmm. but I think a lot easier than what they have in the past. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm speaking to a company that I'm consulting with at the moment, and we're actually looking at doing that, is mm. looking for a couple of mums to come on and, and, and do, or dads to, to do lead generation. Um, the reason why I say mums so much is because my personal experience with Alison, you know, who, who was fabulously successful in the role that she did as an operations director and general manager of an organisation, um, and when she wanted to come back after having Andrew, found it so tough to get back onto the marketplace, uh, into the marketplace. And, and, and to me, that, that really shook me because so much skill, so much work ethic and so forth mm. just wasted 
Um, and, you know, one of the things that I want to do is trying to get more of those people back into the workforce from a part-time point of view or a flexible working point of view. And I think COVID's helped with that, which I think is a good thing to come out of COVID. 100%. I mean, and that's something that we advocate um, so much. Um, again, with COVID, there is so many issues, but there are some great opportunities as well where, you know, For people sure. can enter the industry with, um, you know, less barriers because it's still going to be working from home. Well, I mean, we were asked to go back into the office and now we're asked not to go back into the office. So it's exactly. quite fluid. But to your point about... Um, flexible hours and getting, yep. you know, um, working mums or mums that have taken a break or have, you know, raised their family and then want yep. to um, give back and, and start working in the industry. What a fantastic opportunity for us to, um, you know, tap into that talent. And oh, yeah. um, they are, you know, from, from research, this is not just guesswork, right? That they are, you know, um, loyal to the employees. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, they're, they're there to make sure that they, they give back and, and they give it 110% because, you know, that you're there um, with, with the passion, the passion and the grit and tenacity, right? To do those things. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so talking about that, um, I work from home, right? Yep. Most of the time. I do yep. like a little bit of travel, but that's uh, on pause for the moment. Um, but, you know, um, there, there has been a big push for, you know, uh, people to go back into the office yep. um, and, and, and find creative ways um, to, to do that. Um, what, what is your take on how that's going to look in the future? Oh, yeah. Look, where's the crystal ball? Where's the crystal ball? <laughs> um, you know, I, I, so the reason why I think it's changed so much is because of um, one person. He's a mate of mine and he, he runs a bank in London. Okay. And it, it's, a, it's a, an investment bank and so forth. And, you know, what was the stipulation of a bank in London for so long is you need to be in the square mile. You know, you need to be on the train every morning. You need to be in the office and so forth. And, um, I, I had a, a chat with him the other day and I said, how are things going? He said, you know what? We've just reduced the office size by half. Um, everyone is now uh, set up and completely uh, remote working. There is no need to come back into the office again. Um, it's going to save the guys a lot of money in their travel expenses. Um, and we're going to have an office purely from a hot desking point of view. No one will have an office or, or, or their own desk. It'll be all hot desking. They'll all come in and they'll do this, do that, do that. He said, that may change, you know, but, um, and I've spoken to many CFOs and MDs and, and, and CEOs over the past couple of months. And I know, I would say half that I've spoken to have all said that the offices will only be um, a, a, a hub for people to, to drop into and use and, and, and to, to help with the culture of their business, you know, and, 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 you know, there's another, uh, mm. a, a, another tangent we can go off on uh, all mm. about culture, but um, you know, offices as you and I know them may not be the same again, or may not be the same again for quite some time. Um, and that's an interesting, interesting point of view because, you know, that means everything's changed. Everything's changed. Mm -hmm. Remote working, flexibility, everything. And that all comes into, you know, lifestyle and changes and, mm. and, and self-motivation, believe it yes. or not. So there is that, there, there, there that tie-up there. Absolutely. Um, are you talking about saving money for businesses and um, reduction in, you know, travel time and more time at home, which is, which is amazing, right? But 
the the social interaction that people have or used to have in the office where they would you know oh i just heard somebody talk about something and i can you know bounce off that and we can have a bit of a quick collaboration after a team meeting and you know those kind of things and you know you you absolutely just nailed it by talking about culture right so you know how do you think that is going to affect business relationships and the culture within the business and how do you think people should be trying to cultivate that? Yeah, it's a, it's a good, that's a great question, right? And I'm no expert, you know, and, and I'll put my hand up and say, oh, no, ex- I'm no expert. But you know what? I'll, talk, I'll, t- I'll tell you what worked for me um, and works for me um, because I love conversation. I love bouncing ideas off people. And, you know, poor you have, has to put up with that sometimes. But, um, you know, one of the things that I that I like to do is I like to do a daily huddle or a daily stand up, um, and so you know we have we had a video stand up, and if I if I arrange a Zoom meeting, that means it's the videos are on, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you're on this and your video's turned off and I can hear audio. No, the whole idea of a Zoom call is video on and we're talking to each other face to face because I can see you, you can see me, you can see my body language, you can see my mm-hmm. mannerisms. If I can lean in, I can lean out, you know, all <laughs> those type of things. Um, and, and to me, that was really important because I wanted to see everyone's face. I wanted to see, um, because I could tell whether they were motivated or not, or whether they were uh, feeling low or they weren't getting what they wanted or, or whatever. So for me, um, I built a culture of communication, communicate, 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 communicate every morning on a standup. Of course, meetings get in the way and so forth, but regular video face-to-face communication for me was very, very important. Secondly, if I was going to respond to a Slack message or an email or so forth, and I read the response and knew that it could be construed various ways, Mm -hmm. I would get on the telephone or a zoom call and do it verbally. Yeah. Um, because culture can, culture can change like that. If mm-hmm. there's animosity or hatred or, mm-hmm. you know, jealousy or whatever, you know, the culture can just break overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it. Um, mm-hmm. I've, you know, and, and, and it's a horrible thing. So, you know, for me, over communicate, you know, you've got mm-hmm. a phone, you've got zoom, you've got eight by eight, you yes. know, you've got whoever, use the technology to communicate and communicate more than what you ever did, mm-hmm. you know, and that goes for your staff, your friends, your family. Mm-hmm. Um, but most important, importantly as well, if you're a business owner or sales or whatever customers, mm-hmm. you know, because they're going through what you're going through. Yeah. They're going through the same thing. They're probably working from home. They're mm-hmm. probably missing their colleagues. So you know what? have a note of what their dog's name is or what their kid's mm. name is or how their wife are or if they're, you know, or, or their husband or whatever. And you know what? Even give them a, you know, one of the things that I, I would like to, I always like to do is ring up someone just to see how they, how the kids got on on the weekend playing sport or um, how they were feeling today or whatever. So, you know, have a call about business and so forth. But you know what? As a manager or a leader, give them a call once a week and just say, how are you, mate? You know, how's things with you? Oh, work? No, don't want to talk about work. You know, are you doing okay? How's this? Um, You know, I'm always a big fan of, I was speaking to um, Mark again the other day and and, and a couple of others, and we were talking about um, 
some some companies going, why should I pay for people's tea bags or why should I pay extra money into their accounts because they want heating in their house? Well, because you paid for it in the office yes. or do you know how much someone's day would would just brighten up if, if they received a bag of tea bags or some coffee in, a, in the mail saying, thinking of you, hope you're okay, can't wait to get back together again. You know, that kind of thing. That just, you know, brightens everyone's day. Just doing a little bit like that doesn't have to cost a lot of money. But those type of things do build a culture. A ping pong table in an office is, is a gimmick and fun. But does it build a culture? I'm not so sure. The free mm-hmm. snacks? I'm not so sure. Um, <laughs> we had a ping pong table and free snacks and, and in our office, we'd have a competition and all that. So yes, it really worked for us. And, and you know, we, we found it really, really effective to keep the motivation and friend, yeah. friendship and, and, and culture in our office really going. Friendly competition as well, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Mostly friendly. But, you know, um, you know, I just think over-communicate and, and over-empathise with your staff that are working remotely. And, and, mm. and I think culture will... There will be a different culture, but culture will cultivate um, mm. organically, mm. providing you put some time and effort into it. That's Brilliant. my opinion. Yeah, no, absolutely. And to your point, because like text has sometimes the, the tone, you can't read the tone of a text, oh, right? So, absolutely. And so we've all done somebody, it, right? right. We've and so, done, we've all done it. Yeah. And if you send something really quickly and you read it afterwards, you're going like, mm, I could maybe see, yes, right? Um, but to your point, if you send something and you pick up the phone and, you know, you're over communicating and even if it's just to say, Hey, did you get my text? You know, I just wanted to talk you through this. It, it just lowers the angst. It just has a, you know, you have a more of a dialogue and, um, you, you're speaking to a human being at the end of the day. And if you're doing a slack, I always say it's nothing wrong with putting a smiley face at the end, right? You can no, get away with a lot. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And you know what? People are at home. They feel a little bit more casual. You know what? Let them do it. And if you're on a Zoom call and the baby cries in the background, so be it. We're yes. all in this different world right now. Yeah. You know, if there's a guy outside using a jackhammer, I can't help that, but I'm still right. working. Be yes. sympathetic to that. Don't, exactly. be, don't be aggressive towards it. The dog's barking in the background. Can't help it. You know, yes. sympathize with that. And, and mm-hmm. you know, people will respect that and will we'll, we'll, we'll really appreciate that, I'm sure. That is, yeah, absolutely. We, we just need to all be a little bit kinder, right? A little bit nicer, um, just yeah. to think that everyone's going through stuff, right? That's, that's what I say. Um, but I wanted you to end off um, this yeah. lovely chat that we yeah. had um, with your three pillars of success, if you would, um, yeah. and share that with us. Yeah, look, I'd love to. And, and, and you know what? It's something that I've been... Dr- been thinking about over the last mainly few weeks since I've started getting back into work and um, and, and and really concentrating on three things that I want to really work on to make sure that I'm successful in my next phase and and one of them is discipline you know we, we talk about discipline as you must do this Estelle and you must do it now you know and to me that's not discipline discipline is is making sure that I'm there for you to making sure that I'm giving you what you need to be successful as well as making sure that I'm disciplined enough to not sit down and watch Ellen DeGeneres at, at you know, 12 o'clock midday uh, for two hours or whatever, or watch, you know, um, you know, Wheel of Dealers or something like that on TV. Yeah, you know that Ellen DeGeneres time too, too quickly there, so. Oh, she's a <laughs> 
Um, but, um, you know, it, it's about discipline. It's about discipline um, from your staff. It's about discipline mm. within your business, but it's also about your own discipline. Um, and the second one is trust. You know, um, I, I'm hearing stories where bosses want to see um, uh, software that I can tell to make sure Estelle logs on at 8.30 yes. in the morning and is still there mm -hmm. at 5.30. Mm. Or... There's, I want to get their call records to make sure mm. that they're doing 60 calls a day or, mm. um, you know, now there are metrics we need to be successful. We all know that, but you know what? I employ people as professionals and I employ people because I trust them. And if you mm. blow that trust, then we have a conversation and we try and build up that trust again, or the trust is gone and we have to do something different. So for me, you know, trust is a big thing and it's both ways. All right. Mm -hmm. So that to me is another one. But in a in a COVID world, and I think moving into a normal world, we also uh, more so now in the COVID world, we need empathy. We need empathy with our staff. We need empathy with our customers. We need empathy with our bosses who are doing a phenomenal job keeping these businesses going. You know, for me, any company that is still going after what we've gone through over the last mm -hmm. six months is brilliant. And as an employee, you've got to be empathetic to what those bosses must go through every night, knowing that every month they've got to pay the wages or they've got to keep the doors open of that business. And to me, as an employee, being empathetic to the people up top as well as being empathetic as a boss being to the people down is massively. So discipline, trust and empathy to me is the way we're going to get out of this and the way for me to be successful over the next six, 12 months and probably for the rest of my career. Um, but they are three pillars that I really, really depend on um, in a, on a daily basis, not just every now and again, but on a daily basis is discipline, trust and empathy. Absolutely. That is a great way to end off this podcast with self-reflection um, and, and checking in on those three pillars every single day to make sure that you are on track. But to your point, though, the discipline, the trust and the empathy, if it works both ways, that's when the magic happens, right? That's Absolutely. when Absolutely. the success comes. And you will fall off the horse. There's no doubt about it. You will be slack on discipline. You will... You know, you will think sometimes, oh, are they doing the right thing? Or, you know, oh, come on, do this for, you know, there are some things, there are some times where you will fall off the horse, but it's then your job or your, or your bubble's job to push you back on that horse. And, but they're the three pillars I think are really, are really paramount in everyone's life to, to, to get us through this. And again, I'm no expert, but these are the pillars that I'm going to work to and hopefully they're going to make me successful. Oh, absolutely perfect. Thanks so much, mate. I really enjoyed this chat. It's my pleasure. And the other thing I think we should do after this is uh, do a drinking game. Every time you say bubble, we have to take a shot, right? So, well, you, you, you know me, I'm not drinking that much anymore. So please have double for me, double bubble. Um, that, was, that wasn't even rehearsed. Um, so no, 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 that's, that's a good point. But um, yeah, yeah. There's so many of these different words now come into our vocab, right? Exactly. Um, and bubbles one that's just really doing my head in, but it's probably good for a bat manufacturer like Kookaburra that had a bubble cricket bat. So anyway, that's um, that's that's another story. But uh, oh. look, thank you, Estelle. I've been it's, it's been an honour to, to to be asked to do this again. I'm not trying to be a, a, a you know the the know it all or an expert in the field. I just want, you know, I, I was happy for you to ask me, and I was happy to share my experiences. And as I said, hopefully. 
a little bit of this is rubbed off on someone and, um, and, and, you know, help someone's day or help someone's week. That'd be great. That is absolutely spot on. And that's what we're trying to do in the community, right? We're trying to um, hear real stories from industry leaders sharing, not just, you know, the positive, but the challenges so that we can all learn from it and, you know, use these as accelerators to success. So thank you so much, Scott. Really appreciate it. And we'll chat again soon. Can't wait. Thanks so much. Have a great day, Estelle. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the CompTIA BizTech podcast. For more information on CompTIA membership, communities, and councils, visit comptia.org membership. If you enjoyed this podcast, the greatest compliment you can give us is subscribing, sharing, and liking the broadcast.